glory to God. We're going to get it right into our lesson tonight. I think we got a good lesson. Uh, we're still in the fourth chapter uh, of Ephesians as we're uh, studying the book of Ephesians, and we have gotten some good things uh, out of Ephesians so far. And um, tonight, I've entitled the lesson, A New Life in Christ. A New Life in Christ. I've seen this picture here, and I fell in love with it, this graphic. Uh, and Jesus, uh, uh, he gives us a robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, uh, covers up that old tattered thing that we had. And he gives us uh, uh, this new life. And uh, it's what we receive when we come to the Lord. Let's go ahead and read our scriptures. Uh, he said, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind, having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness um, of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learnt Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in uh, Jesus. Amen. That you put off concerning your former conduct the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That's reading from the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 17 through 24. And uh, I read from the New King James Version because there were so many uh, things in there that I would have to take the time uh, to break down. I'd never get through a, a half of it. And um, the New King James Version uh, does it better. Uh, what we want to talk about tonight, you notice we started off, he said, he said, don't walk now that you've come to the Lord. Don't walk the way other Gentiles walk. So here, here is what we've got to do. We've got to change our walk. Hallelujah. I don't understand. I don't understand how people can claim an experience with God if there's no lifestyle change. Amen. Folks, I don't care how many times you've been ducked under water in Jesus' name. You can be baptized in that creek, amen, enough time that every tadpole in the creek knows your name. But there's got to be a change made. 
Hallelujah. We cannot continue to walk the same way we've always walked. He said, don't walk the way other Gentiles walk. Amen. This, I've put on you a robe of righteousness. I've, I've given you something that you cannot attain for yourself. Now, I want you to walk in it. Amen. I want you to walk in it. So we have to change uh, our walk when we come uh, to the Lord. Amen. And then what, what I want to do is, um, uh, is, is go down through there and kind of break it down. Um, that he said, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord... Amen, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind. Now, the original King James says uh, vanity. But I want, I want to break that down. The New King James Version says the futility of your mind. Now, I went back and, and looked this word up, and what he's talking about, is a mind of futility. It means vain, to be vain, to be empty, and to be pointless. The futility of your mind, a vain mind, an empty mind. You ever seen anybody had an empty head? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Pointless. What that's the first when I was searching that out, I went back to the uh, the original Greek, and it it led me to the word pointless, folks. The world don't realize without Jesus Christ in your life, your your life is pointless. Come on, somebody. And I found just the right graphic to go along. I like this. Life without Jesus is like an unsharpened pencil. Has no point. Hallelujah. That's what he meant when he said, don't walk as other Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind. Amen. Their life, it's, it's totally, and, and, and all their existence is totally pointless without Jesus Christ. Church, it's God who gives a meaning for your life. You don't have no real meaning in this life without the Lord in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus gives me a meaning. Hallelujah. My life, there... There, there, there's a meaning to my life. There's a point to my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And so since he has changed us and, he, and we have put on something, he said stop walking the way other Gentiles walk with a mind of futility, vain mind, empty, pointless. Hallelujah. That's, I mean... That's that's the way that that's the way the world is. I remember years ago, for, for a little while, I worked uh, same place with Charles Shelton worked for a while. Um, T 
Tennessee building products. And uh, uh, didn't stay around. I didn't stay around too long because uh, I felt like I needed a little bit more than $2.14 an hour once uh, 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 we found out Kessie was coming along. I said, I'm going to have to have a little bit more. I have a feeling she's going to cost me more than that. <laughs> and believe me, she has. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's move on. Uh, but talking about people's life with no meaning, having no point to it. There was one man who worked there. I can't remember his name now. But he got paid on Friday, every Friday like, like we all did. Uh, and by the time he clocked in work on Monday morning, he didn't have a penny in his pocket. And his family at home didn't have anything because he went straight to the beer tavern, cashed his check, went to the beer tavern, and he drank it all up. Now, now to me, that's a pointless life. Amen. It's a pointless life. It's a vain life. It's an empty life. And the devil's got the whole world wrapped up in that kind of stuff. For a lot of people, it's not alcohol. For a lot of people, it's other things. Uh, but it takes God to get, put some meaning in your life. So life without Jesus is like that unsharpened pencil. There's got no point. But what else did he say uh, uh, be, beside that? He said, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. So he said, change your walk. You've got to get rid of that mind of futility. And these same people, they have an ignorance of reality. Amen. People who's lost, they, don't, they, they ain't got a clue what the real world's all about. Hallelujah. He said, he called him, he said, the ignorance that is in them. The ignorance of reality. What do you mean, Brother Sammy? Well, I think some of you here tonight know of a time maybe you thought you was enjoying life and you was having a great time and everything was good, but you was ignorant to the reality of what was really going on. The devil had you ignorant of what is really going on. Hallelujah. Uh, the world walks in spiritual ignorance. Amen. They don't have no understanding. They don't have no understanding about what is real. Now, there's a scripture I want to take you elsewhere in, the, in John chapter 1, and a lot of you are going to recognize this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, here's what I want to get to. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Right here it is. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. So, what did we read a while ago? Don't walk as other Gentiles walk with a pointless life, being ignorant of everything that's true. And he said right here, when Jesus came, he was in the world, the world was made by him, but they knew him not. The light, which was Jesus, shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Hallelujah. Uh, when you're without the Lord, folks, you, you don't have no spiritual comprehension. You don't have no understanding of what reality is. Hallelujah. Uh, sometimes uh, people get frustrated trying to talk to somebody about the Bible who's lost. And uh, let me tell you something. A lost person cannot understand the Word of God. They have to be uh, moved on by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the Word of God is spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. Amen. But now, see what we're talking about. God, at one time we was like that, but there's supposed to be a change in our life. We're not supposed to walk that way no more. We're supposed to have some comprehension about what's going on. Um, why do they have... Uh, this, I found this, and I thought it was pretty good. Somebody who don't have God in their life, and they're walking around, and they can't figure things out. They, they don't know what is true and what's false. The Bible says they call good evil and evil good. Oh, and by the way, I don't know how many's heard, but the state of Alabama now has become the 37th state in the union that's legalized same-sex marriage. We're up to 37 states. And there's a battle going on with a lot of judges. They literally yesterday in several counties in Alabama, they literally shut out a lot of courthouses. A lot of the judges refused to issue uh, the uh, marriage license, even though the federal judges ordered them to. And... Uh, one one start said at first he was not going to do it, but then he crawl, crawfished uh, today, and this is what this judge said. He said, well, this is a federal order, and it's plain that uh, this is going to be a national thing, and it's just a matter of time to all states has it. Folks, this <laughs> this, this is... This is what the Bible talked about would be before Jesus come back. 
as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the day of the Son of Man. But the world, they walk in ignorance. They don't understand. When you try to tell somebody something, what's, what's real, they, they say, oh, you, you're just a homophobe. That's the term that they use. You're just a homophobe. You know, uh, you're a hater. But folks, I got to go by what the book says. And these people in the world, people who go along with that stuff and says it's all right, this right here is the kind of people that does that. <laughs> They're walking around with their head in the clouds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People who don't know God is walking around with their head stuck in a cloud. They don't, you ask them what two and two is and they'll tell you 22. Hallelujah. Put two and two beside and you got 22. That's what, you know, they walk around spiritually now. Spiritually, they walk around with their head in the clouds. They don't have a comprehension of what the book says. Hallelujah. Amen. They don't understand. Why do they have such a hard time of understanding? I want to go back to our scripture that we was reading. He said, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. They got a blinded heart. How in the world did that happen? Excuse me. How did they get a blinded heart? The world has been blindfolded by the, by, by the devil. He's got them hoodwinked. Amen. Do you know that most of these people believe that everybody's going to be saved? Hallelujah. We even got apostolic, I got to say so-called. We even got so-called apostolic churches that, that, that follow this. They baptize in Jesus' name, believe in healing, believe in all that other stuff, but uh, uh, they, uh, they go along with this stuff. Folks, they're blinded by the devil. And the whole world is falling after this, and they're trying their best, and they're, they're they're trying their best to cram it down everybody's throat. But they don't have comprehension of what's really going on. They're like that guy who I put up that picture a while ago is walking around with his head in the clouds. Who's blinding their heart? Who's the one responsible for doing that? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4. Look at what it says. In whom the God of this world. Now you notice there's a little G right there. wonder why that's a little G. It's not the God. The God of this world 
might surprise you, but the God of this world is not Jesus. He's not the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world. Don't ever forget that. Hallelujah. That's why I don't want no part of this world because God is not, God, God is, is, has been rejected. It said, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That's how come you can't get some people to understand the gospel. Hallelujah. That's how come at some people, when you try to talk to them about what being born again is really about, they don't understand why they can't comprehend. They're walking in ignorance. They're walking with their head in the clouds because the devil has blinded them. Anybody anybody that read the Bible in the New Testament, read anything about water baptism, there's no way you can find anything else other than baptism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Not one time in the Word of God we find one, not even one example that they ever baptized anybody in the titles. Go through the book of Acts. That's, uh, that's one thing. And, 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 and let me share, if you're trying to explain to somebody about what this apostolic faith is, Take them to uh, tell them to read the book of Acts. Uh, three weeks ago, uh, Andrea—that's her name, right? Okay, I, I still I have difficult with names. After she felt the presence of God that first time down here, she talked to me after service. She says, "What I need to do?" I said, "I want you to go home, and I want you to start reading the book of Acts because the church." was born in the book of Acts. The denominational world wants to jump over the book of Acts and go straight to Romans. They want to jump over the book of Acts. I told her, I said, you go and read the book of Acts and you'll find out what the early church did. She did that now she's ready to be baptized in Jesus' name because everybody that they baptized, they baptized them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm, you may think I'm getting a, uh, getting a little cruel here, but I'm going to tell you something. I've, I, I've ran across one or two, and I, man, I, that, to, to me, they're not worth a dime a dozen, but one, uh, um, I ain't got much time for these guys are going around. I I, I, I seen I, I I clicked on YouTube the other day, and uh, I was looking through the different different churches, and they had a video of a, of a baptizing, and I clicked on there, and I and the guy was baptizing, and uh, I wanted I wanted to see what was going on. He he told the guy he says, "Now I baptize you in the name of the Father and Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name." Now. 
That's not biblical neither. Hallelujah, that's not biblical either. Show me where they did it. Show me in the book where they did it. It's not there. It's not there. Hallelujah. See, that's the devil's job to get us to, to get, if we can just get us to ease up a little bit here, ease up a little bit there. But what, what did we talk about last week? One Lord. One faith. One baptism. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I wouldn't back up on that for every penny of that uh, uh, Powerball that they're going to draw on tonight. You know, did you hear what that thing's up to? A half a billion dollars. Hallelujah. I wonder how many I wonder how many people went out and bought tickets. Amen. Church people went out and bought tickets for them and didn't put no, put no money in the church last week. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. But folks, we can't we can't sell out. Amen. We can't sell out. Okay, I've got, let me let me hurry on along. Okay, what else did he say? I want to go a, a little bit, a little bit further. Um, he said, "Who being past feeling, you notice that being past feeling." Do you do you understand what that is? Somebody being past feeling means they become numb to the spirit. <laughs> I can't tell you down through the years how many people tell me when I when I'm teaching about something or preaching about something that they shouldn't be doing to buy uh, having to do with their life, how having a, especially having to do with holiness. You get to talking about holiness, which you don't hear it very you don't hear it talk very much anymore. But you get to talking about holiness. But brother Sammy, I just don't feel condemned about doing this. I don't feel condemned about wearing this or not wearing that or going not going over here, not doing that. You know why you don't feel condemned? Because you don't want pat you you don't got past feeling. You have sheared your conscience with a hot arm. Because when you begin to question them, I ask them, well, try to go back and think the first time you ever did that. Did you feel anything then? Well, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You can shear your conscience with a hot iron, the Bible says. And when you do that, you get past feeling, and you can do whatever you want to do. You don't ever feel condemned. Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's the truth anyhow. Glory to God. Being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. The original King James Version uses the word lasciviousness there. It means it's, it's lewdness. It has to do with all kind of sexual perversion. All kind of sexual perversion. Man, I sat at the high school in my bus 
when they ring that bell in the afternoon, you see them kids coming from every direction. Sometimes it turns my stomach. Hallelujah. Hey, they, 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 they talk about all the problem in the schools and the, and, 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 and the violence and, uh, and, and uh, sexual assault that's going on in the schools. Please tell me why in the world school officials are letting these girls go to school dressed like they're being dressed. What kind of God, what kind of loving the right kind of ma mama or daddy whose head is not in the cloud will let their, uh, let their daughter leave the house and go to school dressed the way some mom dressed? Hallelujah. Say, stop right there, turn around, and go back inside and get some clothes on, then you can go to school. Amen. Hallelujah. Lewdness. People don't have people don't have self respect no more. They don't have self respect no more. Here I am sitting up there in the, in, 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 uh, in, in that seat of that bus driving and seeing all this kind of stuff. Man, it's amazing. It's like it's uh, what you see coming out of the school. You think you're out watching a Hollywood movie? Triple X. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Things that you would never, just twenty years ago, you would never see. Here I am trying to get everybody loaded one day, trying to get everybody loaded so we can get out of there. We had we got we got thirty buses that pull over thirty buses that pull out of White Creek High School, and uh, and here here I here I look and um, there's one of my riders one uh, one girl uh, uh, tenth tenth or eleventh grader uh, uh, stopped at the door, amen, with her girlfriend armed up. Give them both, give them one another nice big old sloppy kiss. Oh, I got a bus full of kids. None of them, none of them pay no attention no more. They don't think nothing about it. You tell me we're not living in a perverted world. You tell me we're not living in a world that God's fixing to come back down with judgment. Lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but you have not so learnt Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Here, here, here's what we got to do. That you put off. Say that right there, put off. Concerning your former conduct. Now, the other King James says conversation right there. This is, this is one reason why I'm using you King James. Because it, it ain't talking about just language, what you're talking. Your conduct, your behavior. We're talking about a new life in Christ tonight. If you really got Christ, your behavior is going to change. You say, well, Brother Sam, you don't think I'll ever get mad? No, hey, I didn't say that. 
I still, I, I, I still deal with anger sometimes myself. But the Bible says, be ye angry and sin not. When you put off concerning your former conduct, if you get angry, that means you ain't going to go out and cuss somebody out. That means you're going you're gonna to stop using these little four-letter words. Hello, somebody. By the way, by the way, what you're hearing from pastor right now is one reason why you don't see all of our church pews. Because you don't, you, you don't, hear, you don't have apostolic pastors with enough backbone to teach what I'm teaching tonight. Let me, we're, we're home folks tonight. Let me, let me tell you something interesting. I know for a fact, because I've been told. Now, unless they lie, unless they lied to me, but this is what I've been told. More than one time, Brother Sammy, love your teaching, love your preaching, but go somewhere else because you're just too hard. Here, here, this is a fact. I get phone calls from people who go to other churches who has a question about the Bible, and they'll call me, say, Brother Sammy says, um, you're, you're well known for being very knowledgeable about the Word of God, and I need to know what you think this Scripture means. Would you please tell me? And first thing I say, well, have you asked your pastor? Oh, yeah, I've asked, asked my pastor, but I, I'd like to know what you think about it. They would, uh, they would come. But their pastor don't preach it as tight as I do. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the seedful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. But you don't stop there. You don't put off and just and, and stop there. Something else you do after you put off. Put on the new man, which create or which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. I got one more right here. Final graphic. That's the name of our lesson. That's what I've been teaching about tonight. And I'm quitting. Our new life in Christ. Notice. You see that you see that old booger man over there holding the old clothes, the old the old person you used to be, and you you you've taken that off, and now you're getting your robe of rights. The Bible says the Bible says a white represents the righteousness of the saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So. Man, that's a powerful lesson. Powerful lesson. Amen. Uh, 
Final scripture out of the Romans. And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on. We're talking about taking off something and talking about putting on something. Put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and drunkenness, not in lewd, there's that word lewdness again, and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Hallelujah. Folks, I tell, I tell, I tell somebody who has still a kind of a little desire to drink a little bit, if you're doing with that, don't make provision for you, the flesh. Don't give your flesh an open door. If I've come to the Lord and I've given up my drinking ways and I've got to go somewhere, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to drive a different highway than the highway that takes me by every honky-tonk in town. Because if you keep going by there, soon the level, that devil's going to get you pulled in there. Hallelujah. The same with whatever it is. Amen. Whatever it is. Anybody got any comments or questions about what I've talked about tonight? New life in Christ. Casting off the old self. Embracing the new. Hallelujah.